This is episode 26 of the Rookie Runners Podcast. Welcome aboard. Today's June 1st, 2023. I hope your training is going well. We're pretty much done with spring races, right? We're about to roll into summer running and training. I know some of you may detest summer running like myself, but consider that summer running can actually set the stage for some amazing achievements in the fall, right? That's right. All those sweat-inducing miles under the sun can lead to personal records in the fall when the temperatures cool down. But of course, when running in the heat, we have to manage our efforts accordingly. You know the drill. Hydrate well. Remember to pace yourself and listen to your body. All right, so let's get ready to be inspired, motivated, and fueled with a passion for reaching our goals and our own running pursuits. Welcome to the podcast, the Rookie Runners Podcast, that is, where greatness begins one stride at a time. Welcome to the Rookie Runners Podcast, a show that explores the challenges and conversations runners are having as they begin their running journey. We run to become the best versions of ourselves. Embrace the process and enjoy each and every step. Now, here's your host, Ray Gerard. The Rookie Runners Podcast, where greatness and inspiration are not only discovered, but shared. That's what it's all about. I'm happy to have you join me once again on this exhilarating journey where we explore the world of running and beyond. I'm a firm believer that the ultimate aim of any athletic pursuit and personal endeavor is to strive for continuous self-improvement and to become the best possible version of ourselves. Whether you're taking your first tentative steps to the running path or your seasoned marathon or looking to enhance your performance, this podcast is designed to inspire, educate, and motivate you every step of the way. Running is more than just a physical activity. Would you agree? It's a powerful metaphor for life a testament to our ability to push through barriers, conquer challenges, and achieve greatness. In each episode, I have the honor of hosting inspiring guest speakers who will share their stories, knowledge, and insights. These speakers may range from athletes and coaches and wellness advocates and recreational runners like yourself that are willing to share their ups and downs of their running journey. They will share their personal stories of triumph and resilience and will explore how running has impacted their lives shaped their character, and empowered them to overcome obstacles both on and off the pavement. Together, we dive deep into a wide range of topics such as injury prevention, goal setting, race strategies, mindset mastery, and so much more. We'll uncover the secrets of success, unravel the challenges that runners face, and discover the tools and techniques that can take us to new heights. That's what we're all about. But our podcast isn't limited to running alone. We understand that the pursuit of personal greatness extends far beyond the track, the road, or the trail. We also delve into topics such as mindfulness, goal setting, and maintaining a healthy work-life balance because becoming a better version of ourselves encompasses all aspects of our lives. Have you ever dreamed of running all six world major marathons? That's New York City, Chicago, Berlin, Tokyo, London, and Boston. That is an awesome accomplishment, right? And I'm sure many of you have given it some thought, including myself. I've only done one out of the six. But on my bucket list, I have the goal of doing all six myself. Never say never. With persistence and determination and laser focus, any goal can be realized. Imagine the dedication and determination and sheer passion required to conquer those iconic races and receive that coveted medal. It's a beautiful thing. Well, my guest today is Mike Alcade. Not only has he experienced that incredible accomplishment, but he has done it not just once, but twice. That, my friends, is extraordinary. 
and very few individuals can claim that distinction. So without further delay, let's roll on to segment two for my interview with Mike Alcade. Hello, Mike. How's it going? Right, right. Doing really good today. How's everything? It's a great day so far today. Excellent. I'm super glad to have you join me on the podcast. I've been looking forward to this. You are one of the guys that have inspired me to keep pushing forward towards my goals. So it's an honor to have you on, man. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that very much. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Honored to be speaking with you today. I was waiting for you to give me the call. Let me know when I could come on. I was like, man, I got to get on Ray's show, man. This, yeah. is a, this guy's got a super show. <laughs> I appreciate it. Definitely appreciate it. So, Mike, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. You're also known as MTK, right? Tell us more about yourself and about your title as well. This title came up because, you know, when I first came on to social media, I wasn't really into it. I didn't really know a lot about it. I wasn't doing a lot of things with it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, I've always had this kind of side nickname of Mike the Korean because I'm Korean and Puerto Rican. Okay. And because of that mix, you know, we came up with this thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm the Korean. And um, they're like, man, you need a name if you're going to put yourself on like IG and stuff like that. I said, what am I going to call myself? Like, you know, nobody's going to look at my name like Mike LK. Like, who's this guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So we came up with this <laughs> thing of Mike the Korean. And after a while, People just started calling me MTK for short, mm-hmm. and it kind of stuck. And I've been I've been MTK now for the, you know for a while, and that's become like kind of like my my nickname now. I put I like it in the running community. Yes, yeah, it's, so it's your brand. It's your brand now. It is. Yep. It's, it is. It's it's crazy because now when I run in races or I'm just about you know in, in parks and running in the streets, people shout me out by MTK now. It's kind of it's kind of cool. It's that's great. At first, it was kind of strange, you know, like you talk for me. I'm like, man. Right, right. <laughs> That's awesome. And you are in yeah. the uh, New New York, New Jersey area. Is that where you you live? That's where you you run. That is correct. Okay. Yep. That's great. And Mike, when did you start running, and what made you decide to start running? I uh, I was never a runner. I played a lot of sports, so I have a, a fairly decent sports background in terms of just playing. Not like I was a superstar in any one sport, but mm-hmm. I you know I was a good, capable player of you know, many different sports. And one year there was a person in my job and this young lady was training for the Dopey Challenge in Florida. And Disney. we saw her, Disney, yeah, the four-day okay. challenge. And we were like, what is this schedule you have on here that shows all these running days? And we started asking her about it. That's when we found out about this thing called Dopey. I I never even heard of it. I, I didn't even run anything. You know, maybe the casual 5K with some friends if it was like a fun run, you know, for something. Mm-hmm. So when she told us what this was, we were like, wow, this is incredible. Like, you know, of course, like the guys, like guys being guys, we're like, okay, yeah, I can do that too. And then, you right. know, <laughs> next, you know, the banter starts and we're going back and forth. And I'm like, oh, I, I think I could do this, guys. I could do all four days. They're like, no way. I said, I, I really think I could do it and I could do it without training and make it all four days. Okay. And they were like, no, absolutely no way. So that's how I got into running. It was on a bet. They bet me uh, a paycheck that I couldn't run this race without training. And what was the distance? So Thursday is a 5K. Okay. Friday's a 10K. Saturday's a half. And Sunday's the full. Wow. So you did it all. 
I did all four days with no training. That's amazing. <laughs> I, had, I had zero run training at all and went and ran the four days. And you collected your money afterwards. <laughs> uh, well, I never actually collected the money, but yeah. I did talk I did talk to two guys mm-hmm. into running with me. And one of the runners is still with me. You'll know him. It's it's David on our on, on, on Oh, yes. So I've met David. So, Cool so guy. I saw David into doing it with me because he was one of the guys, you know, like egging me on in the beginning. I said, and, you know, after two weeks of me uh, calling them names and, and, and hollering at them, those two, him and Bernard, which was another fellow there at the, at the time, I got them both to do it with me. And they, they both actually took the took the running and did the race with me. But they trained and they, they did a little bit, you know. That's excellent. You know, I, but, I, but I had to go down there without the training. Wow. Because <laughs> that was the bet. So here you are. You went from being a recreational runner and fast forward to today, you've become a two-time world major marathon finisher. To put it in perspective for the audience, you've done all six major marathons twice. You know, that's, that's amazing to me. You know, it's, it's a distinction that not too many people can claim. Now, what motivated you to take your running to that level? I would say that it was something that really sparked me in terms of like some athletic feat that I wanted to accomplish, but it, it really wasn't. It, it mm-hmm. was my mom. She passed away one year and sorry to what hear. I want. Thank you. No, it's, it's everyone's going to go at some point. You just don't know when your hour is the hour, but um, unfortunately she, she passed away early and you know, my mom had a really big heart, super compassionate. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do something that I could do for her on a grand scale and mm. I saw this I saw this six star medal one day and I'm like what is that like that is the the biggest medal I've ever seen for running mm-hmm. like it looks amazing and when I got some information around it and learned that there's these six major marathons and it's like impossible to get into all these races and whatnot I said you know what you can get in via charity I found out for a lot of the races I'm like that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna run all those races I'm gonna raise money and donate on behalf of my mother to all these races, and I'm going to run the world. I said, because my mom mm. used to tell me, you know, you could run the world one day if you really want to. Wow. And I literally went and ran the world for her, and that's that was the reason why I did it the first time around. And I did it in six and a half months. I ran all six marathons. Wow. And it, it's from the heart. That's what makes it even more uh, amazing. You know, you did it for uh, such a great purpose, something greater than yourself. I commend you for that. No, thank you. Thank you. I had I had no intentions before that to do it. I didn't even know what a six-star was. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. I hadn't even heard of half of those marathons before looking into what that medal stood for. And then once I found out, I was like, this is, this is it. This is the thing I'm going to do. Yeah, and what a way to inspire others around you, too. And you, you know what? As a two-time world major marathon finisher, what, what were some of the biggest challenges you faced during that process? How, and how did you overcome them? I think one of the biggest challenges for me was that I was still barely a runner at the time because I did this. Mm-hmm. I started, I did my first races, which were the Disney races. And I should take that back. I ran the New York City Marathon one time in 2014 as a way to raise money for my friend's father who passed away from lung cancer. Mm-hmm. And the same thing. I didn't, I didn't have a coach to train. I didn't do any running. I hated it. I was like, I'm never going to run again. And I did it until I ran that dopey challenge. And even then, I didn't have a coach. So one of the biggest challenges for me was just really understanding how to actually run. You know, it right. sounds funny when you say that, how to run, because right. you think anybody can just run. 
but you know there most people don't think about the amount of training and the methodologies that go behind yes what you do in those trainings how much you're supposed to run i agree what are you supposed to eat what's your recovery right so those types of things were a big challenge for me because i didn't know at the time so everything to me was just go run and whatever you ran that day is what you ran and that was it i didn't know how many miles a week to do I didn't have a training schedule really. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of going from race to race. So that that for me was challenging in, in itself because I was going once a month to a different marathon in different countries and not having a coach, not knowing, understanding how to feel, what fueling strategies were about, not knowing that I had to train for hills in Boston. Like, you know, I had no idea what to do. As you went, you, you learned sort of like on the job training, right? Absolutely. So yeah. that, that to me was definitely one of the biggest challenges I think I had to, had okay. to overcome and learn on the fly was how, how am I actually supposed to do this? Uh, how many total uh, marathons have you done? I think total marathons, I think I'm at 26 now, maybe 27. Okay. In total. And uh, what, what, could you tell us uh, a particularly memorable race experience that had the most lasting impact on you? Which one of those <clears throat> races? I'm sure there are many, but... Uh, Pick one or two that had the most lasting impact on you. New York City is my favorite race. It's my hometown race. Oh yeah, so I, love I, New York. I always, so I always love New York. The just the crowd, the people, my friends are here. Uh, the amount of support and love I get on the course by people here because I run in these neighborhoods. I run through these streets here with so many run clubs, you know. And the thing about it is that. When you're on the course here, even though you're all from different run clubs, because we, there's only so many parks in New York, there's only so many streets to run, everybody's pretty friendly. Yes. So when you're on a course, you it's not like you're just on with just your own team. You're on with like 50 teams, and they're all like cheering you on, you know? Exactly. So, that, so New York is by far my favorite and probably one, always a memorable race every year, no matter what year it is. Oh, but, yeah. I ran New York know, in 2022, and I can say that's absolutely true the crowd is just so electric you know they they really cheer you on really well yeah no it's it's spectacular i mean i think the other race for me i would have to say would have been london when i got my first six star i completed it in london so i did that one like a week i think it was a week or week and a half right after boston i went there and i got my my six star in london so that to me was like another wow memorable event that's awesome and you know mike your motto is uh it's only a dream until we do it i've seen you wear the shirt i've seen it on your website what does that phrase mean to you personally and how has it influenced your running journey and your approach to setting and achieving goals i use that as i've coined that model a few years ago and you know when it it started when I began the six-star journey. Okay. And I, and I did that model as a way to kind of decorate my shirt and create something in my mind that was going to be a, a way for me to harness the energy mm-hmm. and, and get me through these races because I was like, man, what did I just get myself into? I just signed up for all these marathons. And you know what? It, it, it really is a dream to be able to do that. And yes. I was like, you know what? It's, it's only going to be a dream until we do it. Right. And it became my model. It became what I, like you see my shirts, like you said, I, mm-hmm. you know, and I began marketing these shirts and raising money and funds with those to donate as part of my six-star journey. And, I, and, this, and this model has stuck with me ever since. And I've seen people all over the world wear this shirt now. 
That's awesome. Which is, which is crazy. The first person I sold the shirt to was out of Switzerland, and I was like. Oh wait! I gotta get you a shirt over to Switzerland. Like this is amazing. Like it, it blew my mind. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had so many people ask me about this shirt and want this shirt. And and every time someone asks me about it, it still like gives me goosebumps. That you know, and I feel so honored when they say, "Man, that's that's an amazing saying." Yes, yeah, something yeah, you created from shirt. scratch. You know that to to have it spread all over the world is an amazing thing. Yeah, absolutely. So it's. It was pretty cool to have, and uh, I, I truly believe in it. Like, you know, I tell everybody, it's only a dream until we do it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it it's a goal you set. Yeah. And that dream is yours, and when it's yours, you got to go get it. Exactly. Dream big. You went from uh, running without any coaching background and not knowing exactly what to do. Then, fast forward to today, you are a certified USATF coach, as well as a captain of the Unforgiving Fitness Marathon and Track Club. Shout out to Joel Almonte. What advice do you have for aspiring runners who want to improve their performance and pursue bigger goals from a coach's perspective? You know, it's two things that I like to tell beginner runners when they come to me and they want to they want to run with me or they want me to help them coach their their next race or you know their next six months or a year or whatever it is that they have in their mind because when they see you do something like the six star, like, oh, I really want to do that. How did you do that? Can you coach me to get mine? And I'm like, I can. But it depends on what you're really looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, are you looking to set personal records at every every race? Are you looking to be a BQ runner? Are you looking just to finish? You know, I think I think the first thing a beginner runner needs to do is really think about what their goal is. Yes. What they're what they're trying to achieve. And then don't skimp out on a coach. You know, people think, oh, coach is too expensive. I'm like, if you stop buying all those lattes every day, mm-hmm. you'd have enough for a coach for that month, and you would probably lose another 10 pounds because you don't have all that sugar from those lattes. Exactly. You know? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's money well spent, and I I would highly advise them to go get a coach, and even if it's just for the first race, and afterwards they want to go somewhere else and do maybe a little bit more and explore on their own, but get somebody to give you the proper fundamentals, help you really understand what it is to be a runner, mm-hmm. what drills you should be doing, help you understand the lingo, the terminology, what's a fartlek, what's you know, what's a tempo run, what is, what are those things? Because those are the things that I didn't have, and I probably could have saved myself a ton of injuries and you know stress of my body if I had the proper coaching and training. Exactly. You know, instead of just winging it. So. That, that would probably be the biggest thing I would tell people, you know, don't don't skip out on a coach and make sure you understand what your goal is, what you're really trying to achieve. I agree. And speaking of uh, training, can you share some insights into your training regimen when you prepare for those major marathons? How do you balance intensity, volume, and recovery in your training plan? So it depends on the race, but on average, I will do four days of running and I try to do two to three days of strength training. And when mm-hmm. I say strength training, not just weights. When I'm going to run a major race, I actually back off weights a lot because I I can't stay too bulky and run at the same time. Some some folks are built that way, but I'm, I'm just not. I've come to understand my body that it doesn't work that way. Okay. So I'll do four days of running, three days, two to three days of strength training. You know, and one of those will be, will be some weights, but the other two are a lot of body weight yes. and mobility strength training. So a lot of single leg, uh, a lot of, you know, like 
core work, runner specific, runner specific type, mm-hmm. you know, exercises using bands instead of like heavy weights. Cause that resistance is, is enough to stimulate those muscles that you're really not going to use. Otherwise yes. there's no, there's nothing else that's doing like a medial glute for yourself. You're not going to do that unless you're running where you need that to help you balance and keep the strength of your hips in place, right. For those many miles. So I've learned that over time that helps keep me in tune and I'll try to make sure I do at least now or before I had nothing and no idea of how many days or how long to run. I try to make sure I do an 18 week cycle, you know, minimum 16 and, I, I want to make sure that people understand, like, yeah, don't skip out on the, the extra three, four, five weeks of base training. It's really important yes. to build up and get into that before you start. Oh, yeah. Lay that foundation and then build up from there. You know, and Absolutely. I, like you, I'm a big believer in strength training because I think it also helps prevent injury, strengthens the body so you can get out there and, you know, maintain pace over that long, long haul. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You got to have recovery too. Like, you know, yes. you, you definitely got to recover. I've, I've made it a point to get the right recovery tools, compression airbags for my legs, you mm-hmm. know, getting like things like a massage gun, you know, knowing to, when to back off a little bit if I'm feeling a little too tired or my muscles are aching a little bit too much. Hey, you know what? It's only a four mile easy today. I could take that off. Yeah. Or listen to your body. It. Yeah. Or switch to a bike. I'll switch. I'll, a lot of days I'll switch towards the end of the cycle from an easy day run to an easy bike day and do a stationary bike instead. I agree. That's, that's uh, the whole idea is to listen to your body because, you know, some days are just not going to be as good as others. And Absolutely. Sure. And how has your running journey impacted your personal life and relationships? You know, as runners, we have family to juggle around. How do you manage the time commitments and sacrifices that come with uh, training for a marathon, and then also having a family to be mindful of. It's definitely tough. I mean, having kids and, and a family and a wife and everyone having their own life and events that you got to be a part of, and especially as a parent, you know, I have a, a young preteen kid. You got you to gotta be available for their event. So getting mm-hmm. up either in the morning, you know, I do get to work remote. So a lot of times I'll run at lunchtime, which is not ideal in the summer. It's the hottest part of the day. But that's the only time I have free. Right. Where so, gotta... I'm not, so I have to suck it up. And I was, a lot of days I'm running, it's 90 degrees outside at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. But that's that's what I got. So I have to take it. Yeah. So that whole time management thing, you got to balance it out. And then other days on weekends, you know, long runs, I try to schedule like a beach day. Let's go to the beach. I set the family up at the beach. I'll go run for two hours, come mm-hmm. back. So they're kind of just, you know, chilling out, mm-hmm. having their own good time relaxing at the beach or something where they're not really looking for me to be right. doing something actively so that way I can do the run or I'll take them on their bicycles while I'm running. They ride their bicycles with me down the shore, down the boardwalks and then, you know, make it, I try to make it into a family activity so that way I can get my miles, but they're still hanging out with me. Exactly. That's a nice balance. And, you know, running is often seen as community based and I know you've done a lot of contributions. You've made a lot of contributions to the community and bringing people together through shared experiences. Uh, how have you specifically contributed to building and strengthening the running community around you, both as a coach and through your personal involvement? 
Sure. So think about like the Tokyo Marathon that just passed this year, Tokyo 2023, was one of the largest Tokyo runs in probably all of Tokyo runs. Just because of pandemic, so many people are waiting to get back into Tokyo that were deferred from 2020 and 21 and 22, you know, where only the elites were allowed to run or, or native, you know, folks from Japan. Okay. So everybody else was trying to get there. And when you got that many people running in, in this race has time checks, cutoff points, and there's quite a few of them in this race. So, mm-hmm. you know, you get a lot of back of the pack runners and slower runners that have a hard time meeting that. So what I did was I actually offered out to anyone on the internet, it didn't matter who it was, mm-hmm. uh, I offered out retraining for 18 weeks for that race, uh, specifically for Tokyo, and I built a training plan that would help them beat each one of the cutoff and checkoff points. Wow, that's so awesome. Finish the race. So I think by the time we got there, I had about 13 runners that were left who didn't defer or didn't get injured during their training. 13 that towed the line and all 13 finished. That's awesome. I've seen you on your website, on Instagram, talking about that or talking about Tokyo 2023. And you were pretty active with that. So that's great. Congratulations on that. I'm sure you were a great help to those runners. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, it was, it was amazing to see them do it. And I actually ran and I, and I paced a lot of those runners in that race and, you know, if, if anyone knows me, I'm, you know, I run a decent time. I'm not the fastest guy out there, but I usually run a decent time. Yes. And I think I think I finished with the back of the pack guys that needed the help. And I think I ran like a six-hour marathon that day. That's awesome. So, and, you know, all while pacing others that needed the help. That's what makes it so, so great, even. You know, exactly. sometimes it's not all about our goals. It's about helping others reach their goals. And exactly. I, I commend it's, you It's 100%. That. Yeah. That's the best way to build a community, right? right? You know, like you're, you're a coach yourself. Mm-hmm. You put yourself on a course with them and you pace the folks that need the help the most. And if, you know what it is? When they see you out there doing it with them, running side by side, and they know you're faster than them. Yes. But they know you're sacrificing your race, your time to ensure they're finished. They never forget you. Yes. They never forget you. And and to see them achieve their goals at the end of the at the finish line is just so so satisfying as well. You know, I paced my daughter, um, yes, for the New York City Marathon twenty twenty two, and that was the most memorable race. That's something that we'll never forget. You know, just seeing it's her, absolutely yeah, just seeing her beat her personal best. But that's awesome, Mike. You you've done you've done a lot, and I'm sure you will continue. There's more more greatness to come. Do you think that you will attempt, because you're still young enough to attempt a third uh, a third time with the World Majors, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I've already started. And <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I will, I am going to attempt, I got two, I got to get two more bids to secure. Okay. But I got four out of the six secured already starting this September. Okay. And I will try to finish them all again in six and a half months again, finish in April. If you keep doing that at one point, you're going to be like the only man standing, right? There's not going to be anybody <laughs> else. <laughs> well, there are, I believe, yeah. 101 people in the world that have two or more. Okay. I think there's, I believe, four people that have done it three times and one person who's done it four times. Okay. And interesting. So 
Mike, we will definitely be following your journey. And I'm sure, like I said, there's more greatness to come. And Mike, can you tell the audience where they can find you and follow you, your journey on social media? And is there any other project that you're working on? You share that with us so we can uh, check them out. Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram. I'm Mike the Carican. You can find me on Strava under MTK Running. I'll be, I'm also on Facebook. You can find me there. It's just regular Mike Allocate. I don't believe Facebook lets you put anything else on there. So I'm always on there putting out some free contents. You know, I'm always out there just trying to help people improve and, you know, answering questions for folks. I get a ton of questions every week. You know, people send me messages asking questions about strength training, running, weight training. Cause I used to be a fitness coach as well for a long time. So happy to do it. Love connecting with people. Networking is probably one of the things I love most of anything that I do. Uh, I just love meeting people around the world and it's been absolutely amazing. So I hope to meet more, more pure, you know, more and more people as, uh, as this journey continues. That's awesome, Mike. And it's, it's a pleasure to know you and uh, to be your friend and also to be talking to you on the podcast. Uh, thanks for taking the time to share your experiences. I'm grateful for all that you bring to the table in the running community as well as the unforgiving marathon organization you know the inspiration the motivation the hard work they're all duly noted and i'm sure we'll be running together again soon i'm looking forward to that because i'll be coming to new york you know i'll be doing the uh, team championships in central park oh um, absolutely july 30th so um hopefully you'll be there and i'll see you yes sir and uh, I'm uh, absolutely running um besides that what, what do you got are you going to do new york city uh, this year I have, I've already run about 12 or 13 races this spring. So for the okay. spring season, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, that's it. The summertime will be a few short races, 5k, 10ks. And then starting in September, I'm right back to the big races. I'll be doing Berlin, Chicago. I will be running Atlantic city, the Neptune challenge again, cause I'm okay. a race ambassador for Atlantic city. So I run all the races for them. And then I'll pro I may or may not do Marine Corps, either tank air or the full as a guide for Achilles. I'm also an Achilles guide where we run, we help and assist handicapped athletes run their race or hand cycle through a race. So okay. I do that as well for a few races a year. And then we'll be, you know, here for New York. Uh, most likely, um, if all things go well, I'll be running for Michelob Ultra again. Okay. Because I'm, uh, I'm part of Team Ultra. I just did that for them over in Broad Street in Philly. And I'll probably be running for them again at the Philadelphia Marathon. So I got a pretty heavy coming up this fall again. So we'll see. That's awesome. And we'll definitely be seeing each other. Definitely like in July and definitely New York City Marathon. We'll, we'll link up again. Take some team Absolutely. photos. And again, Mike, it's a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for taking the time to share your experiences. I'm sure the audience got something out of it and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Stay strong, be well, and uh, I'll catch up with you. My brother Ray, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me on and uh, look forward to seeing you again and celebrating another race finish with you. Oh yeah, definitely. Take care. Take care. You are listening to the Rookie Runners Podcast. Be inspired to be a better runner today. And remember, you're 
always your toughest competitor. We run to find some part of ourselves yet undiscovered. Embrace the process and enjoy the journey. And now, stepping back to the mic, here is Ray Gerard. And that brings us to segment three, which is the final segment of our podcast. I want to extend a heartfelt thank you to Mike Alcade today for sharing his incredible story of persistence and determination. Mike, your insights have truly touched our hearts and motivated us to keep pushing forward no matter what challenges we face. Thank you so much. I would like to also express my gratitude to each and every one of you listeners for your continued support and enthusiasm. Your feedback and encouragement mean the world to me, and I'm grateful to have you on this journey with me. Remember, we're always on the lookout for more guests that have a captivating and compelling story to share about their own fitness and running journey. If you know someone who fits the bill or if you have a story you'd like to share, please reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe to the Rookie Runners Podcast on your favorite podcast playing platform, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so that you'll never miss an episode. And be sure to connect with us on social media. You can find me on Twitter, at Ray is the handle. That's at R-A-Y. And from there, you can connect to my other sites uh, on Twitter. And on Instagram, the handle is at R-A-Y-G-A. And on Facebook, of course, we are the Rookie Runners Podcast. Also, I have some exciting news. I have a brand new website I'd like you to check out. Uh, this is a site that I've created where you can stay updated on my personal running journey, check out my latest results, and get some valuable running tips. So be sure to bookmark my new website, ragerard.run. Again, www.rayga.run. And visit regularly and catch the 411 on all things running. And of course, on my own personal running journey. Once again, thank you to our remarkable guest, Mike Alcade, and you, our amazing listeners, for your unwavering support. Keep chasing your dreams. And remember that with consistency, persistence, and determination, anything is possible. Until next time, keep running, keep inspiring, and keep making your mark on the world.